This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Here's another Lulu and Michael podcast for all the bits you missed from Joy 94.9. Well, love. I'm pretty well. Yeah, you look well. Thank you. Yes, big smile on your dial. I have got a big smile. I've also got a bit of a blurry eye. Oh, really? Because I've broken my glasses. Have you not noticed I haven't been wearing them? Well, I just thought you were trying something new. (laughs) Like not looking. Yes. Well, I can see. I just, um, I get a little bit of a headache. So I've had a headache for about a week. Right. Nice, hey? Yes. I've ordered some new ones and they're on their way. Nice. Where are they? Where are they coming from? I think America. I All did right. the online thing. I knew they'd be somewhere overseas. Yes, so look at We're getting out winded up already. Oh, for goodness and sake. Boy, oy, 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 oy. You're on joy. <laughs> Gaga. Oh, shut up, Gaga. Oh, she's rocking out there. No, she's just whinging. Oh, I like that one. You don't like oh, it, She do just you? carries on a bit. Oh, well, that's, that's the way the music the is nowadays. From the moment it starts, she's on and on. Well, this is no illusion. We've got um, guests in, haven't we, Lulu? We sure have. Are you ready? I am. I'm ready. And uh, they are in We Will Rock You. Oh, <laughs> it is Ellen Reynolds and Jazz Flowers. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having us. Well, <laughs> I mean, isn't it, um, well, you're, well, you're on nearly, is it nearly every night of the week? I mean, we're lucky to get you in, aren't we? Oh, our, our schedule's busy from time to time. <laughs> we can always make time for you. And is it going well? Are you loving it? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's it's <laughs> it's the job of my life. I'm not going to lie. I love it. Yeah. I, well, love I, it. I watched you both in it, and you look like you're bloody well loving it. You know? Yeah. And we that's do. I mean, but we love each other. You see. Right. Well, that that goes that's a long way. Doesn't that it? is the magic secret. Theatre. <laughs> that helps. Um, but no, it's um, one of those ones that's energy from the beginning to the end, isn't it? And I mean, yeah. you know, that's not easy when you're um doing that however many gigs a week um you've of course that's the job and we get that um but you've got to love it and i guess the music in it is what really makes you love it i would imagine yeah absolutely the queen has got to be one of the best bands of all time and to be able to sing their music every night and have the audiences on their feet reacting the way they do it's it's pretty incredible but you know that they they give to us and we give it back so and when we go and watch a musical we know you know if it's one of those ones that's been on for 100 years or so it was my fair lady which i watched and i loved and i knew them but you know (laughs) were you on your feet clapping and not as much because (laughs) but it was probably the only one in the audience that was able to stand on their feet (laughs) (laughs) but i you know you love it but there's something a little bit more about it was designed rock isn't it it was designed to be a rock concert experience i don't think it was designed with the same formula as the as an as a regular musical like my fair lady (laughs) you're right It's a different street where you live. It certainly is. Um, what is it about? What is uh, We Will Rock You about? Just oh, a look, brief We Will synopsis. Rock You is about, um, it's set 300 years in the future. It's a dystopian uh, world. Uh, uh, basically, there's a villain called the Killer, Killer Queen who has who was once a character in a computer game. Yep. She has downloaded herself into real time and basically taken over the world and rid the world of all live music. And that is played by... 
Casey Donovan. And yes. What, what a voice. Smashing. She's I mean, incredible. You know, I mean, we love her. I reckon, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And yeah. uh, the, the, those eyes, I, I get a bit worried every now no, and again. No, it's the tongue. It's what? all the tongue. <laughs> Maybe all of I the above. I have seen this. <laughs> she is mildly terrifying in the best way. Because <laughs> she looks like the, the eyes could just swallow Pop you. out yeah, of her yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the tongue she real? She works really, yes, really hard. Okay. Yes, like, it and is. She's on from the, you know, the second she's out there. She's every bit the killer queen. She's smashing. We do love her. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, I mean, you this didn't open in Melbourne, did it? It was Melbourne's number. No, Sydney first, then Brisbane, and now we're here. And you've been doing all of that, and you would imagine, though, belting them out like that, you'd have to worry about your voices. No problem. Yeah, look, it's... um, You... you you gain show fitness over time. It's it's difficult at the start. Like I remember during rehearsals, we were all a bit touch and go, and you had your days where you had to take it easy and whatever. But as time goes on, you just you know it's like, it's like any other muscle in the body. You just learn to use it. And what are they? Le- your vocal cords. Muscles. Muscles. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't know about those. <laughs> haven't got that. All, all going on in there. <laughs> nah. Um But yeah, you, you just l- learn to use them and 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 learn how to take care of them and. That's what you got to do to get on stage eight shows a week. Yeah, well, and it's obviously working. And you, this is running right now till the end of this month. It is. Yeah, so not three more weeks left. Is it 20, 21 shows? Right, wow. Mm. Left. Not just roughly. Yeah, well, you haven't been counting them. No, well, it's easy to multiply seven by three, isn't it? Yeah, it is indeed. It is for some. <laughs> I'm well, not. I'm not so good with the math. <laughs> They're very good. That makes two of us. <laughs> All right, and, and it's uh, on at the Regent. Correct. Yes. Yes. What a Regent. venue for it as well. I mean, yeah. oh, you know. it's gorgeous. Yeah. I love the Regent. I did my uh, one of my first shows there a million years ago, and it's it's really nice to be back there. It's a it gorgeous, a gorgeous to theater. Too many stairs though at backstage. Oh, we've all oh. got buns of steel. Really? Because you just up and down stairs. It's oh, a cracker. Huh? Show the group. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Please don't tempt him because he will drop trowel. <laughs> Lulu and Michael on Joy and 94.9 with you for ages. And don't go anywhere. Don't do anything. Just listen in and enjoy it. Wow, Michael, that's very sort of demanding. Well, no, I just, I, that's what I'd like, you know? Yeah. If I ruled the world. Mm. You know, that would be, that's what I'd like. And what we'd really like is a message. If you're out there and you want to, you know, you think, oh, God, I don't mind getting involved in that. Yeah, let us know because sometimes we sit here and we're talking and we're chatting and whatever else and we wonder, and is there nothing, anyone else? And nothing. Is there anyone out there? Is there anyone it's there? It's like the X-Files. It's you like, know. you know, the power went off. Yeah. And we just and, don't know. And is everyone sitting at home in darkness with no radios? Oh. And we're just talking to ourselves. Yeah, you might have a battery. And Paul, who's just fiddling with buttons, not well, even what listening. What about the man that broke his willy? Did you read what about the, this? What the what? I know. An adventurous lover was rushed to hospital mm. after breaking his penis. <laughs> By attempting a daring new tantric sex position. See, that's lucky you read that, because I read that as Titanic. No. And I thought, was he going down? Mm, Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah, and it's good. It's good, but that's good, but that's not what happened. No. And then I thought, what is that position? Well, I don't know what the actual one was, but it was something new and daring. Well, that makes more sense with Titanic. Tantric. Tantric than Tantric. Titanic. Well, it's Ding is into that, isn't he? He's into Tantric. See, <laughs> I thought, why does it sting? 
God. <laughs> okay, you read it. Because I'm not sure what. I've, it's been so long, I don't know what the hell's going on. Well, Go on, I'm you keep reading. I've never done a tantric either. Okay, I cool. don't know what it is. Um, but it shocked doctors <laughs> in a hospital in Ho Chi Minh City, which is just uh, past Richmond. Right. Um, while he was enjoying an energetic romping session with his girlfriend, the 59 year old reportedly heard a crack. Not no, hers. Not, not, not hers. hers. It wasn't sore. Hers didn't make a noise. His Leave did. my pussy alone. <laughs> right, he didn't see the crack. No. Mm-hmm. But, but anyway. anyway. And doctors reported that the organ was swollen. Why well, was there an organ? Honey about that. And oh, that organ. Yeah. Sorry. Right. And Back bruised on track. Right. and broken at the joint. Ow! Oh, that would have been painful. He was rushed into surgery where a crack team of doctors... A special team for cracks. <laughs> headed by Dr. Dung. It <laughs> <laughs> is true. No. tirelessly to stitch his penis back together. The... Halakazoo. <laughs> Put it together and watch it yourself. time saves nine. <laughs> the man is now back to his old ways and has got a new girlfriend. Because she just could not well, the, cope with the that. The other one, no. You broke it, you paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> the latest craze around the world and Melbourne, a clown. Police in the UK are on high alert as the bizarre clown craze spreads even further. They used to be friendly looking things. Now they're just creepy. Almost closes Elmo's eyes when the clowns come out. There is one clown we definitely want to get rid of, though. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Lulu and Michael, always with a happy face, every Wednesday afternoon. Join Join 94.9. I don't think clowns were ever friendly. I do. I'm, I don't mind them. They don't really bother me, but I don't think I'd want one running at me in the street. With a machete. That's no, the problem. Not, that would never be all right. It's the thing is, right, that they're not just everywhere. They're coming out with big knives. That's wrong. Mm. And, and, and not a good idea because they get some, someone's going to get them. Well, that's the thing that I'm finding quite amusing at mm. the moment is the fact that they've got these menacing clowns. Not the, That's not amusing. Mm. That's quite stupid. But... Then you see the guys <laughs> that they're menacing going, oh, what is bloody crown doing? I'm going to get him. And then just goes over and pushes him over. Him up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, That's, you know. well, what do you expect, yes. stupid clown? And you know what's happened in the meantime? The, the One of the most well-known ones mm. that works with the Golden Arches. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah. They're, not, they're resting him at the moment. because Why? Because everybody's against clowns. Well, so he's, he's not just making any more public. Public appearances. Well, there'd be a few, wouldn't there, that are like known clowns that can't even just go out and get a burger or just go to the movies. <laughs> you mean like innocent clowns? Yeah, like Krusty. Krusty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not uh, like, not real. Ronald. Though, you know. Ronald is Ronald is resting. Ronald is not being allowed out. This is true. Hmm. It was on the bloody news. Well, everything's true on the news. Well, you know, mainly true. And uh, he's not been doing any more. He's going to be rested, but he'll obviously come back. I mean, they're not going to lose him forever, are they? But until the epidemic is over, he's resting. I don't get it, though, right? Because they've got a Facebook page called the Clown Melbourne Clown Association, hmm. and it's posting the locations where the clowns are going every day. Warning, people. We're going to be in, like, Flemington, Ringwood, Port Melbourne, Hawthorne. Stay away from the area. Stay away. Like, or go there. Or I go guess there or whatever. Want, you know. But why would you tell everyone where you're going to be? Like, if you're that menacing yeah, and you're going to scare people, just pop up. Yeah, like a pop-up 
clown shop. <laughs> what if someone just happens to be dressed as a clown going to a party? You look great, Lily, by the way. <laughs> Have a guest in, don't we? We Lula. sure do, Michael. We do because Victor and Rolf is just about to um, open at the NGV in, on October twenty-one, and the man who's well, who's really going to let us know all about it, he's joining us now. And I'd, I'm all right with a foreign language. It's you like sure a, are. It's second nature to me now. It is, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Thierry Maxime Royal. Welcome. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> I think the quicker I tried to say it, the more comfortable I felt. Say it again, please. No, I feel all girly. Oh. Yeah, and I don't have a feel. Yeah, I do a lot. <laughs> now, whereabouts, whereabouts are you from? I'm from uh, Quebec City, but I live in Montreal, uh, technically, but I'm all over uh, the planet doing uh, different projects. Uh, I've worked with the NGV uh, before on the Jean-Paul Gaultier exhibition. Which, oh my word, that was just amazing. Absolutely amazing. I didn't do the clothes. Though. No. <laughs> um, he might have done those. There's yeah. more to an exhibition than just what you're um, ultimately, when it's what you're looking at, but it's everything around it as well, as you would know then, as the man has to put it all together. If you say, for instance, Jean-Paul Gaultier makes all the outfits, you've got mm. to display them so yeah. that we can look at them in an artistic and interesting way. Yeah, it's really, uh, you know, a lot of people ask me oh, what it is curating exhibitions because people don't know even what a curator is in general and it's really about storytelling it's about uh, you know proposing an idea to visitors and presenting the work of an artist in a way that they can understand the story or the way you want to to present it so yeah well what, what a, with Victor and Rolf then I mean that you you brought in a book which is literally I mean it's just uh, amazing it's one of those books that it is so much to look at visually and do you I mean where is where is all of this where is all where around the world I would imagine um, uh, to find uh, you know from all the loans it's quite exceptional I must say uh, what you're going to see at the NGV because uh, you know it's really a unique opportunity to have access to these pieces you know I think it's easier to see a Picasso in a museum than to see a piece of haute couture from Victor and Rolf yes. so it's really unique and it's the first time that it's presented in Australia and I think in that region anyway and uh, so there's loans coming from all over the planet uh, do they own a lot of I uh, know do they own many many pieces own? but I would say half of it comes from different museum collections because everybody's bought it I guess is that's the, yes, one yes, of the reasons yes. that they do it obviously yeah. and it's unique pieces it's right. really uh, artworks uh, and same thing for the exhibition catalog you know all the images they come from everywhere from different uh, photographers from you know icons like Cindy Sherman and David LaChapelle and uh, Nick Knight but do you ring them up yes um, is that yes, what you yes, do yes, yeah. here listen <laughs> we're having an exhibition yeah. in Melbourne yeah. and I'd like to you know I know you've got this I know you bought this we would love to yeah and yeah, do, yeah, I mean yeah. I guess the majority of people go why not absolutely uh, I think it helps because I, the fact that it's at DNGV and that it's in Melbourne because I think uh Many people underestimate Melbourne, the people from Melbourne, but uh, I think you're... We've got a good culture thing going on. Uh, you have a fantastic culture yeah. thing. And NGV, it's such a... With the help of Tony Elwood, it's such a visionary museum. And yeah. it's, you know, their collection is super impressive. When you see the costume collection they have and all the exhibition, all the avant-garde they bring to the culture scene in, uh, in Melbourne, it's 
incredible. It's um, one that's... Oh, beg your pardon. Sorry. sorry. Does something like this take a lot of time? Like, is it over a few years or do you just decide to do it and you have to do it in a certain, like, you know, a few months or how, how well, long does it take? Well, usually it takes, I would say, to make a project like this happen, it takes about around two to three years yeah. to make the selection, find the works, make the loan request and mm-hmm. find the images and, you know, if you really want, mostly if you work with a living artist because, you know, they have other things to do than wait for you to, yeah, to work on the exhibition. So, a lot of people uh, are involved, you know, it's not only me, you know, there's a big team also behind me that helps me make you the magic happen. Sound, you made it sound like you did it all on your own. Yeah. No. To be honest, that's the way you made it sound. No, <laughs> it's not only me. And when that no, means no. then, if you're ringing me up and saying, hey, listen, can I borrow a bit of your picture and Rolf? Then you're borrowing it for ages. You're not just, it's not like a well, short it's not loan, for is it? ages. It's well, it's uh, taking a while. I mean, what, like, how long have, when you <laughs> rang them up, you know, it's going to be like at least a year then, isn't it? Uh, uh, let's say that everything was packed uh, in August. <clears throat> it just arrived uh, in the past few days, few weeks. And then it's it's on view until February. So, yes, a couple yeah. of months. Well, at so, least, if they had a big ball to go to and they wanted to wear it, they have to work out yeah. if they need it in that time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you can borrow it to the NGV and, you know, in what way, try it. In what way would you describe their, their, um, their artwork? Uh, I think the, the only word that comes to my mind is unique because, you know, Victor and Rolf, they're fashion designers, uh, but they're also artists. So that's why the exhibition is called Fashion Artists because mm. they really cross the boundaries between art and fashion and nobody else did it the way they did because it's not fashion designers that are inspired by fashion. You know, they really work reference-free. It's really about uh, creativity and about doing something that has never been seen or done before. And every season, they always impress everyone with their new ideas and the way they, they propose something fresh and new. Yeah, and you're, you've got a, um, a just in, in conversation with. Yes. Um, that's yes. going to be pretty amazing. Obviously, yes. you know them both well, I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. Um, and what, what's, what, what will you be asking? But in fact, uh, you know, it's uh, to spend time with, uh, I think it's, it's quite nice that they come all the way down to, uh, to Melbourne for the opening events. And it's really a one-on-one experience also for people who will come to the end conversation to have a, a chance to, to meet them and to listen to them and to hear what they have to say because they're quite, uh, you know, they have a lot of history uh, in fashion yeah. and with what they do. And I think it's very important for a young generation to be able to hear people like Victor and Rolf who come from a small town in the Netherlands and mm. have been able to, to live their dream and create fashion and became and become even international now, to superstar. reinvent and reinvent Invent, yeah. reinvent. There'll yeah, be yeah. every art you know. student in Melbourne oh. <laughs> already buying I hope, tickets right there. So, <laughs> yeah. Because even at the end, uh, people are allowed to ask questions. I'm going to pick questions from the public. It, and, mm. and you're right, but, but it wouldn't just be uh, a younger generation. No, it'll be th- everyone from... You know, the yeah. gamut of generations, uh, isn't it? You yeah. know? No, but I mean, for a young generation, it's very inspiring oh, to, yeah. to know yeah. that even if you're from a remote city, from wherever around the planet, you can uh, It's you something can be successful. that's not going to come around very often, that's for sure. No. Um, well, we're glad that you can make it in today. And uh, the NGV is where it's all going on uh, as of Friday, October 21. And uh, we'll enjoy uh, the rest of your time in Melbourne and enjoy yes. the opening and everything. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we just had a guest in and mm-hmm. we've just decided he's a cross between Aaron Eckhart and Alexander Sask. Guard. Guard. Mm. Not a bad cross. No. Real and good cross. And he's French. Yeah. 
Hence why you French you took Canadian. over. French and Canadian. Hence why you took over and flirted all the way through, and I couldn't get a word in. I did wonder. Well, he. I mean, he. But he. was one of those people that got out very, very quickly that he had a boyfriend or a partner. You know. Yeah. Mind you, I did well because I joked about him being married with a wife and two children. He goes, "No, no, I have a partner." <laughs> um, so it wasn't that he was saying back off, Queenie. Um, but you know, inadvertently, yeah. that's what he did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, looks on everything. Thing, but when you've got him, Jesus, <laughs> he was good looking. Wasn't he, he was good looking and very intelligent. A great job, obviously. Travels around the world. Yeah, I looked through his little book. You I was going to say, what in. did you look through? The Victor and Rolf bag. Book. No, no. <laughs> I luckily had time to search his underwear drawer. Yes, and oh my lord! No, it, um, the, in the book, and he knows um, Rufus Wayne. I must know lots of lovely people. I mean, you know. That's not everything either, but it helpful. It really isn't. Um, <laughs> so he said, well, you must ask Rufus to come and have an interview. I said, well, I don't know Rufus Wainwright. Do you think you What's would? your email? <laughs> here, write it down here <laughs> on my underpants. Um, <laughs> very good. I, my, actually, I might wash my underpants. Write it on my bottom. I wouldn't. Joy, 94.9. Yeah. I'm still laughing at you, Michael. No, I'm laughing at you. I always will. Really? Yes, of course. With no, me or no, at no. me? Does it matter? Yes, there's it a does difference. Not. I know there is a difference, but we've done both. <laughs> I've known you since you were a little girl. I still am. Twelve or something you must have been. St- Even younger, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, part, did you read this? There's weird things that people have done on an aeroplane. Well, I've got a story. What have you done? And I would rather listen to yours. Well, mine's not what I've done. That's what some people behind me did. Have you ever joined the Mile High Club? No. I haven't either. I wish I had. Knocking one out doesn't count, does it? Well. Probably not. No. It's got to be with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. I heard some people behind me. Having a big poo doesn't count. <laughs> That's <laughs> knocking one out. Go on, yeah, what happened? What were they doing? They came on the flight separately mm. and sat next what to each slut. other. What Yeah, Both sat next to each other and she was like Australian, he was Australian. And I heard them meet and it was like, hi, how you going? Yeah, good, thanks. Like really Aussie. Mm. And then it was, would you like a drink? Yes, thanks. They had one each. And then... They started chatting and they sort of started flirting and then they started getting quite close and then they started kissing, which I thought was a bit like full on straight away. Fair enough, whatever. And heard her saying, have you got a girlfriend? He said, yes, which I thought, "Right, okay, he said yes, but she's still kissing him, whatever. Mm. Then she started sort of slurring her words and I thought, you've only had one drink. Uh Maybe she took something as well. No. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And then... She sort of was like starting to talk in an American accent, which was really funny. She's like, because we were going to LA and she's like, I think you should maybe leave your girlfriend and be with me. And I'm thinking, oh my God, she's like nuts. Anyway, she fell asleep and then he got up and moved seats, right? Yeah. And then she woke up and she's going to the... <laughs> the um, airline hostess. Where's my boyfriend? He was sitting right here. He's moved, and the the hostess is going. Oh, I don't know. You know, this obviously like that Jodie Foster movie. I'm like sure that. of it. Yeah, and he's he's obviously gone to the hostess. Um, can I move? She's nuts. Oh dear. And then he had to sort of say, "She's not my girlfriend," and and it was like she was saying to him. No, we're together now. 
you kissed me, so that's it. And oh, God, well, that would mean we'd all have loads of partners, wouldn't it? That was all they did, though. But I was sitting in front. I was actually laughing so much I couldn't breathe because I'd heard the whole thing and it yeah. wasn't like they'd done anything major. Well, this makes this woman who refuses <laughs> to fly on the US airline unless she can bring her pet turkey. Maybe it was her. Well, I mean, they're both gobbling. <laughs> That's not a turkey. Are you allowed to bring No, turkeys? small dogs are, are generally all right, aren't they? Well, not even. Yeah, what, no, in the some, US? A lot, of, a lot of airlines now allow you to take small dogs, and the US is, is one place where you're Because you're not here. You have to put them underneath. No, which Otherwise is good. Otherwise, I would. You know, because they could attack. You say that, you know? but I, they're not. We've all they seen wouldn't. that movie, Dogs on a Plane. No, that was snakes. Okay. And um, a little bit of there's a lot of I mean a loads and loads of American stories or stories in general of you know bringing apparently apparently <laughs> one man on a British Airways flight from Heathrow to Dubai well they were forced to turn around because someone they're calling it someone yeah. had a visit to the loo and the smell was so bad the staff couldn't work. What he'd done something in the toilet. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine that. What, that they have to turn around because of his bog? Because of the smell. <laughs> it seems a bit Just stupid, Just shut the door it? and lock no, it. Shut the door, wash. <laughs> Spray something. Oh, God. Light a match. Yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> open the window. <laughs> Somebody open the window. It stinks in here. And Michael, we have a guest. I love it when we get a guest in. Uh, are you very excited? <laughs> really? <laughs> She's wow. a lovely lady. She is. Lovely lady. She's live. She's a she's alive. She's <laughs> you go for it, Lou. She's alive and she's live. It's Celia Bacola. Good afternoon. I can confirm that I am indeed alive. <laughs> Very much. As of right. And um, you just, you're doing you're great guns at the moment, aren't you? Um, well, yes. Big night. Busy. Tonight. Really big night. Yep. Why is it? What's going on? Well, myself and fellow comedian friend Luke McGregor, we only gone and made a TV show. What the what? I know, right? Who would have thunk it? Can you believe it? And when, I can't. You, when you went made a TV show, you mean right from the very, very beginning. You're not just in it, you know, you wrote it and everything about it is you too. Well, as a team effort, you know, there was also caterers and film crew and all that kind of stuff. I don't <laughs> want to say nothing. I don't, I don't want to take all of the credit, but uh, the idea. Uh, it was written by Luke and I, and we are starring in it. Yeah. So that is our, our role. And tonight at 9 p.m. is our first episode going on air, which is so scary. The thought of it going into people's houses. What I feel channel? like that's the weirdest thing. What channel? Oh, on the ABC. <gasps> I just always assume that comedies. Well, with ABC, so many where channels, else would you there's go? There's so many channels and there's all these, you know, other things. There's cables and things. So we have to be very well, specific. Luke and I, actually, Luke and I are doing it live in a street. Yes. Uh, <laughs> What and a, you can watch it. <laughs> well, that where, happens where these days. Born, so you have to be where were you and what were you doing that this, you know... For the idea or where we idea. made it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Luke and I are both stand-up comics, so we knew, knew each other from that. And then we were both in a show called Utopia, which is also on the ABC, where um, uh, we spent more time together. And we just, from talking rubbish in between scenes, <laughs> we realised that we both had a sim- very similar sense of humour and thought, hey, do you want to try and come up with something, work on something together? Um, and that's sort of it. And then we started pitching it to the ABC ideas. And mm-hmm. this was like the f- maybe fourth idea 
So, like, we had a few. There was a ghost one in there. There was a haunted one. And they're really? like, no. They said, no, it's a haunted one. I'm like, really? <laughs> the hell? This is hilarious. But the I best thing is, though, when this one's a big hit, you can go back and go, we're going to make Guess that what? ghost one, yeah. guys, <laughs> whether you like it or not. I think it was so smart, though. With the like budget we had, <laughs> it would have been a lot of just bad special effects, I think. Uh, uh, yeah. Is the area where it where it is all set, is that Rosehaven, then? Is that the so area? Rosehaven is a fictional town in which it is set, which right. is a, a title we just plucked from the air which we're talking about today because we don't know why we just plucked it I think it was a placekeeper and then we just sort of never got around to changing it but we like that it's it's a small town Almost in rural like Tasmania well yeah maybe it was from the ghost one, right? but we just <laughs> wanted it to be small town it's fictional small town anyway but we like that it's called Rosehaven because it keeps us grounded like should it go really well it'll stop us from setting the second season in like Hawaii or <laughs> yeah, yeah. LA because it's called Rosehaven it has, has to, to be stay there. in yeah. Tasmania um, so but it was filmed but it was all filmed in Tasmania um, so it's kind of a hodgepodge of uh, Jeeveston, the Huon Valley, uh, Longley, a bunch of places all sort of an hour. Like I, know know I don't know. I mean, anywhere it's beautiful. <laughs> gorgeous. Oh. And gorgeous. Very warm. Sounds really hot. Oh, my goodness. It was so cold. <laughs> It was, I think that was another budget thing. Why we were filming yeah, in yeah. winter. It does right. We had about 13 seconds of light to film in every oh. day. You know, there is a rose haven in Hawaii. Is there? Oh, <gasps> I made that oh, up. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and it's full of ghosts. Oh, oh my. <laughs> we'll, be back right up, we'll be back right after this. <laughs> Evil Lulu. Talking all things rose haven, which is premiering tonight on the ABC. Yes, and uh, we, we were mentioning about him being in Tasmania. He's very big in Tasmania, isn't he? Luke is so yes. famous in Tasmania because he is a Taswegian. I can't remember what they call themselves. <laughs> yeah. They make up some kind of name. Um, he's from there and they are so proud of their boys and girls who come from there. Um, so he can't walk down the street, whereas I can very easily walk down the street. In Tasmania. <laughs> where's, where's your area? Oh, Where are you um, the Yarra Valley. Okay. Well, I can just walk down the street there as well. It's, it's not the same. <laughs> Wandering through the valley, the I'm all right. Yeah. Where am I the most? Do you know, it's probably the business district from Utopia is probably what I'm most yeah. well known for. So through that kind of area. Mind people you, with lanyards. People in business suits wearing lanyards are my people at the moment. And you've, but you've worked in um, you've worked in Edinburgh, you've worked in the UK, I was in the, you've yeah. worked all over Australia. So you're sort of well known. What's it going to take, people? Yeah, Unless people see it. me and just walk the other direction because I mean, no one's coming up. And are you one of those that is not really bothered by that anyway? I mean, isn't it? You just Wouldn't you rather just be doing great work? Oh, yeah, I know? don't. I like being, I want to feel, I want to be invisible and walking down the street yeah. Yeah, yeah or just also because I'd like to go to the shops without putting mascara on you know like sometimes yeah, I just I, do it. I don't want people to see me and go oh gosh off the TV you know I don't want that right but I'm not trying to I'm just going to the shop you know yeah, yeah. but now this is going to happen a lot more isn't it the more and more you do when do you do that ghost one forget I know. it <laughs> I know well in the ghost one I can be maybe at prosthetics maybe I can look like All right. someone else yeah oh, there goes that budget oh no now, look, I'm looking at the picture from the Rosehaven, uh, what is it, press release. Oh, yeah. There's a beautiful dog with lovely underbite. Oh, my God. Yep. Who's that? Okay, so this is just one of the success stories of the project. <laughs> this is just pure Hollywood story. This is going in the memoir. Mm. <laughs> um so we were in Tasmania doing the table read. The first mm-hmm. time the whole cast was together reading it, having a wonderful time of all eight episodes. 
And then we had a break and someone, we just looked out the window. There was a family there with this dog, with this <gasps> 70 kilogram huge ball, meatball of a dog. Wow. So cute. And we went, that that dog, we need that dog. And so our producer, rent, we stole the oh dog. <laughs> the girl was not. crying. She was doing the little girl oh. was a really good distraction. You should message her crying. and say your dog's on TV. Your dog <laughs> is famous and we will return him. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. After, we'll see if we get a second series. No, but we went down and asked, they went, excuse me, um, has you, have you ever, has your dog ever considered a career in showbiz? <laughs> and they were like, well, sure. So, and so his name is Harper. He's got his own Facebook page, so he's on the way. Oh, God. Like, isn't that amazing? He's like, so that, uh, cute. the dog made that one of those Hollywood stories come true. Walking down the street, you, I have to have Love you. it. <laughs> um, and he's beautiful. And not only does he look perfect, he's such a sweetheart, like a big goofball teddy bear. But yeah, so we're pretty sure. That Harper is the one getting the spin-off series. After Brilliant. Have show? you noticed though that most series with dogs are successful? Really? We'll, we'll look at Frasier. Oh, Frasier, yeah, yeah, and that's the only one I can think we'll, of. We'll talk about. Do you remember Lassie. the, Lassie. the Bob, Did Morrissey, well. Bob Morrison show? Do you remember that show? No. no. Was it C? Oh, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> no dog. No it dog. Didn't have a dog. <laughs> It's, it failed. Or did it, and that's what you were going to do. had a dog. Oh. Yeah, just, oh, okay. oh, well. Oh, Neighbours. Crofts. Oh, Neighbours. Crofts does really well. Yeah, yeah. It's a big dog show. Yeah, yeah. Well, we wish you all the best with Rosehaven, because it's on tonight. It starts at 9pm. It's on the ABC, and... I hope that it goes great guns because yeah. not just because of you and Luke, but because of this dog. Harper, it's all of you. I know. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me. Our pleasure. Oh, too kind. Please sit down. No, never sit down. You've been listening to a Lulu and Michael podcast. Listen live every Wednesday afternoon from four on Joy Nutty four point nine. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation Joy. Help us keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.